head on over to patreon.com forward slash severe MMA podcast right now to support the podcast and sign up for our premium content and now here's the podcast the pride of limerick the young man named sean sheehan the mma media don graham mcdonald the severe MMA people that are coming to the local shows way before everyone else. To see them coming up and they're getting their shot. And I'm proud that people are coming up with me. Welcome, welcome everybody. It's episode 228 of the Severe MMA podcast. My name is Sean Sheehan, a.k.a. Podgod, a.k.a. Shawnee Podcast. Joined today by the Graham Souness of Irish MMA Media, Graham McDonald, as we talk about what's going to be a huge week of MMA. It was actually a, it was a, a bit of noteworthy news uh, over the last couple of days as well, especially with that UFC card last night. With Bellator Dublin coming up next week, I'm sure a lot of people will be tuning in to hear us talk about that. And I'm um, looking forward to it. should be fun. Graham, how are you? How was your weekend? Yeah, it was good. Uh, I was just watching uh, some, some good football today. Uh, obviously, uh, Man United turned in a good performance for them, but it wasn't enough to, to get the points or any points. But uh, Liverpool... Uh, it was great to see some fairness finally creeping into the, the Premier League referee and, and uh, Liverpool uh, winning. Uh, obviously, Man City <laughs> had won 8-0 uh, the day before, so it was very important to, to win that game against Chelsea, a tough game at Stamford Bridge. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with uh, with the football today. <laughs> I'm saying you're delighted with the football today too, are you? So, James Gallagher is fighting <laughs> Roman, Sal- Roman Salazar next How would you say? <laughs> I just... I don't care. I don't want to speak about that anymore. You've given up, given up on football. I have given up on it. I, f- I feel like that sport, like that sport, was good back in the nineties and stuff. You know, in, in the, maybe the early two thousands when Roy Keane and Paul Scholes. Glory, glory hunter, glory hunter. Uh, it's just this sport's kind of dead, <laughs> dead for me now. The too much money got into it. No love for the game in short anymore. It's just nah. The game is done. Like if you're winning and doing well now in in soccer, I feel like you know it's not this. It, in all seriousness, now I know, I know I'm joking. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I hate Liverpool right with a fucking passion but it feel to me it feels like I've, I've read a lot of stuff about Man City over the last while and you know the way they've like bu- just bought their way through it and all like the blood money and everything like that it's it par- a little part of me like 1% of me actually feels a little bit better that Liverpool are probably going to win the league <laughs> this year over City I, I that's a weird thing well, for me to very, say but, very early days but yeah uh, I can see why you like you know it does kind of uh, like Liverpool winning the league. Like Klopp winning the league with Liverpool is a is a way bigger achievement in my book than like you know Guardiola winning with like unlimited resources and everything he wants done. You know he's obviously a ridiculously good manager and he's earned that and he could have went anywhere and everybody wanted him. Like he did turn Man United around in a couple of years probably if he if he went there. But that's how good he is. But it's 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 I like playing you know championship manager football manager with like an unlimited budget and and like already the best squad it's just it's it's a great achievement obviously 100 points is, is unbelievable but i think liverpool's 97 points and champions of europe was was a better achievement than, oh, well. than guardiola last year winning a bunch of domestic cups uh yeah anyway all right we better we better leave that i'm sure we'll do we actually must do a soccer podcast for patreon so we might do that in the next couple of weeks but actually it's a good time now to sign up to patreon uh, I'm traveling up to Dublin this week, spending 192 euro on a hotel for one night. So, <laughs> if you want to have subsidized, that's a, a lot of money in MMA if you're you're, you're <laughs> a high roller. Like six months of Patreon, I've been 
I'm blown in one week. I hope Bellator don't come back till next year again. <laughs> Blow the whole lot. But anyway, uh, yeah, sign up patreon.com forward slash severe my podcast. I have a q and I'm going to be doing this week. So if you have any questions after, I'll actually be recording it soon enough anyway. So uh, send them in. It's going to be up on YouTube and Patreon and everywhere else like that. But let's talk about this Bellator Dublin card. So before we get to, to last night's card, because I feel like, you know, for uh, obviously this podcast, Irish MMA podcast, a lot of Irish MMA people will be tuning in. And that's kind of the main thing they'll be looking forward to uh, this week. It, there's been a lot of injuries, Graham, hasn't there? Um, obviously, Paul Redmond was yeah. injured. We talked about it last week. Out of the Brandon Gertz fight. Now, Brandon Gertz got injured, I believe. That John Tuck fight has been scrapped. Uh, Brian Moore also injured. And Cal Elnor as well uh, injured this week. And the, the main event has switched. And now James Goddard will be fighting Roman Salazar. It's It's been a rough week for the card, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. You, you kind of... You get used to these kind of things happening, especially when you have like whatever 20, 20 odd fights on a, on a card. You're gonna have pullouts, but uh, it seems that there's been a lot in quick succession just before the fight, which obviously isn't ideal. But they've they've managed to obviously get a uh, James Gallagher a new opponent, which is obviously very important when you're when you're at the top of the card. Uh, and Roman Salazar is obviously a to most most Irish MMA fans are pretty knowledgeable about the sport, like. Uh, so I think they they'll know they'll know this guy they'll have they'll have seen him in uh, various um, promotions UFC obviously and uh, it was a long time ago but uh, for a late notice opponent I think it's, it, they've done well to to get him in and obviously there's a lot of fights on the card like that that people are still interested in like Michael Page and and Kylie in the co-main event Queeley and Scopes another good fight Benson Henderson Miles Jury. Like all of these are going to be on the same card, on the same uh, Kiefer Crosby, Lawrence Fitzpatrick. So like, there's plenty, plenty of fights there. Uh, it doesn't really like obviously for the guys who are training and their fights falling apart, it's bad. But for the card and the enjoyment of people on the night, maybe it's not too bad a thing to lose a couple of fights. Yeah, look, I, th- I think if one of Michael Vinn and Page or Richard Kiley had uh, pulled out of the card, it would have been a disaster. If James Gallagher would have pulled out, it would have been a disaster. Yeah, if, if they hadn't got James Gallagher a new opponent or whatever, that would yeah. have been a disaster as well. So they've, they fixed the main problem with the bullet with the bullets. Mm-hmm. Or even Henderson versus Jury. You know, that's a fight I think myself and a lot of maybe fans who have been kind of UFC fans or, you know, across the water MMA fans for a long time really wanted to see a fight like that, you know, on Irish soil. Uh, even though, you know, I don't, maybe it won't be the best fight in the world, but, you know, two big names that people know, I think, you know, people want to see that. But uh, I feel like it, it's Brian Moore. Everyone wants to see him. I feel like everyone realizes now what, how good of a fighter he is. Same goes for Paul Redmond. I think people realize that. And the Cal Elnor situation, you know, that's... And I suppose when we talk about injuries, we're disappointed these guys are injured and they're not fighting on the card. But it's, you know, it's, as you mentioned, it's going to be more disappointing for them because they want to be on the card. And then you go a step further when you come to Cal Elner and he released uh, a video uh, on his Instagram the other day, which said he had, there were scans and they found, you know, basically spots in his brain and, and, you know, something wrong with his brain, which is terrible. Like, you know, basically he said the doctor told him he shouldn't be taking blows anymore. He shouldn't be fighting. And he, he you know, he said in that video, can you just sign me off and I'll fight anyway, which is, you know, you shouldn't the, be doing jiu-jitsu and stuff. Even like, you know, you can take a knock there. Yeah. And this is serious. This is serious stuff. Like, yeah. So that's, you know, just forget about fighting. Like for a, a human, you know, he could fall over, hit his head and it, you know, it, it could be the end for him. And that's, you know, don't, don't even talk about taking a shot ever again. Like he should be retiring now at this stage. If you find something like that in your brain and that's a fucking tough thing for me to say. And it's obviously a tough thing for him to do when he's put so much effort in. And he's just about, you know, to get this huge opportunity. You know, we remember kind of like TJ Grant, remember before in the UFC, you know, if you're a new fan, you might remember TJ Grant, but you know, he was about to get a UFC title shot, title shot at lightweight, like a really good guy coming up. Maybe a guy that a lot of people didn't expect to become that really good guy. 
and then he gets I think it was actually in jiu-jitsu didn't he get like a clash of heads or he got a head injury or something he got a concussion yeah I think I think yeah. if I remember right they like rolled into somebody's leg or somebody's knee when they were rolling or it was just like it didn't seem that bad at the time but the concussion just wouldn't go away and just just wouldn't go away and mm-hmm. that was basically obviously he never got that I think he was meant to fight Pettis and he never got back to that like and like it can be all be taken away so quickly uh, from these guys, especially in these sports like uh, MMA and like NFL is kind of the best um, kind of they they got in the most trouble, so they have the kind of most data or the, yeah. on what's happening. And they seem to think that like even these tiny blows, like once your once your brain is 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 damaged, these little tiny blows or these even the sh- the shaking of your brain in against your skull is is really really dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And obviously, so. obviously, in other sports like rugby and NFL, the second they get concussed, they're meant to they're meant to stop. But in in MMA, like you know, guys are taking shots and getting little concussions, and they're not stopping. Mm-hmm. It's and I suppose look, that's that's the reality of the sport. So that's kind of what MMA is, I suppose. You know, it's taking he- blows to the head and. I, in in the fight situation, if someone get takes a blow to the head and they look like they're concussed, you know the, the fight should be stopped or whatever. But it's the reality of it; it's going to continue. But when you find it in a scan bef- beforehand, and then you, luckily this ha- fight was happening in Ireland, and these scans were done, and Safe MMA was there, you know, in conjunction, I'm sure, with the uh, IWMWA. And you know, we talk about a lot about this and about safety. And yeah, he probably probably sitting at home thinking, "Oh, I can't believe this happened. It's so unlucky." But it's really it's so lucky that he didn't go fighting some random show in Europe somewhere and mm-hmm. with not that strict and take one maybe not that big punch and be damaged for life or dead. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, like, it's a ble- it, you know, it's hard to say it's a blessing in disguise, but you know, his safety and, and you know his life is more important than, than a, an MMA fight. Like, and you know, it's, it's good that that was found. But let, let's, you know, we talked about the injuries. Let's talk about the the fight card itself. You know, you mentioned Roman Salazar there, and obviously, everyone, you know, if you're a fan of MMA for a long while, you've probably heard the name. A lot of people weren't happy with him because so many different people, you know, Dominic Wooding and loads of different people from England and stuff have called James Gallagher out and different things. And I'm not sure, you know, maybe I'm going up this weekend and wins or this week even on Wednesday to the, the press conference, so maybe I'll. Uh, I'll get to ask someone there what what was the the thought process on it, but from just watching some Roman Salazar fights, um, I think he's actually a, a relatively tough opponent for James Gallagher because you know watching his fights, he's a very defensive sort of fighter. Um, he likes to he likes to, to circle, you know, he's like that the anti um the anti Anthony Pettis. He circles a lot. Uh he braced the distance pretty well. He's very good leg kicks, good takedown defense, and good takedowns of his own. So he's a pretty well rounded fighter. Now, he's not the best athlete in the world, I don't think. I don't think he has big power or anything like that. You know, we saw obviously saw James Gallagher lose to Ricky Mendez when he got a big shot and he got knocked out. Um but someone with good takedown defense like Salazar Against someone like Gallagher, who is a very, very good uh, ground fighter, you know, his his striking, I think, has improved over the last while, but, you know, he's still very much, you know, a submission-oriented guy. He obviously says it himself, his first thought is to go in, take a guy down, and and put him on his arse and submit him. So, to me, it's actually, you know, a a relatively tough uh, opponent to get on short notice to prepare for. What you Especially think? on short notice, you know, you're preparing for one guy, and you're you're kind of in the position, in the strong position. Gallagher, like you know, he could have, obviously, he wants to fight in this car, but he could have, he could have said, oh, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. Like we've seen guys in the past, uh, John Jones is a high profile example, not wanting to, to take another fight because it's risky. Mm-hmm. It is risky. Like you're preparing for one guy. Obviously, a lot of guys say, um, um, I'm preparing myself. I'm not preparing for my opponent. But there's obviously a bit of 
<laughs> you know, they're only human. They're thinking about what the guy does. And obviously, they, Roman Salazar has had 22 fights. He's won 13. Like, he's he's fought some good guys and some in, in, in good promotions. Like, uh, some of his losses are, are the guys that – most of his losses are the guys you, you would have heard of uh, early in his career. And obviously, recently, he, uh, he's dropped a few, but – yeah, like you'd have to pick James Gallagher to win it, but it's definitely not a definitely not a layup. Like you know, people are talking about James Gallagher getting easy opponents, but uh, obviously it's uh, Dominic Wooding is probably a more kind of uh, <laughs> sexy matchup. Nearly, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like it has yeah, more it to it than. But this is this is definitely a stern test. Like, and uh, I, I think though James will, will probably be able to get him down and probably submit him or dominate on the top but you know he's 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 shown in his last fight that if he doesn't get the if he doesn't get the finish you know in MMA like he can get caught with a shot and everything can change and you can Roman Salazar has been in there he's experienced he knows a few tricks obviously James Gallagher has been in there what 10 times now and what 16 times as an amateur Mm -hmm. but it's different this is this is a big occasion and Roman Salazar won't be won't be phased by by this because he's been in the UFC before so uh, yeah it's I think it's a good opponent yeah and I think as well you know it's hard to criticize them for finding an opponent on like a week's notice a lot of, you know a lot of people especially in English MMA we're talking about Cal Elnor uh, you know as being a, a tough opponent for James Gallery. a lot of people are going to pick Cal Elnor to beat him so you know that was the match they made and it was no one's fault that that match fell out and you know it's hard to criticize him too much. They saved the main event, um, and I, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he'll come out and he'll just beat him easily. But I think Roman Salazar is a tough fight, and I'm actually looking forward to, to seeing that fight and see how Gallagher deals with him. I think this is a good fight for someone. Maybe maybe two or three fights to go for for Gallagher, uh, and then move on. But there's definitely you know he's ten fights in now. What nine and one? If he comes to ten and one here now. I definitely think in the next year, over the next two to three fights, he needs a step up, and he needs to. I know he only lost to Ricky Bandejas a couple of fights ago, but um, you, you know you don't want to hold him back too much. He's still young and everything like that, but you know he's had a good bidding in now to his time in Bellator. He's he's uh, you know his career is going along well, and if the improvements keep going, if he can beat Roman Salazar, you know a big fight in in Dublin next year, maybe after a couple more and a, a bit of a step up. You know, he James Gallagher at nine and one shouldn't be that far away from a title shot. So I think that's the way we need to start talking about him now, about him, you know, moving upwards. I'm sure he'll be talking about that too, and he and he has. But yeah, look, I'm I'm looking forward uh, to that fight. And I suppose the co-main event then, Richard Kiley versus Michael Vinnan Page is the fight. You know, we've talked about a lot in the fight myself, and I suppose a lot of people are <laughs> really looking forward to. Um, you know, Michael Vinopage will obviously come in here as a big favorite. He has been around a lot longer. You know, his credentials in MMA. Although, you know, we've kind of criticised Bellator and himself as well for having maybe, you know, easy matchups along the way. But he has beaten Paul Daly. He fought Doug Zima, obviously got knocked out by him as well. And, you know, Richard Kiley has only watched four Even people like, there. you know, Evangelista Cyborg yeah. Santos. Like, you know, he, he destroyed him and broke a skull. Like, you know, obviously he's not like a very top level opponent, but he's a tough guy. Like, you know, Kiley hasn't been in there with guys like consistently the level of that. Like, so obviously... MVP has been criticised for not fighting top top guys, but even the guys he has fought are are, are better than the guys Kylie has beaten. Yeah, and the only person to ever beat him is Douglas Nemez last fight, and it's funny actually. I, I I did for the rewatch this week. I had two fights, so I did both their last fights. Uh, Richard Kylie. Uh, against Mikel Boucher and uh, the Douglas Lima versus Michael Vinnan Page fight. And it's funny because every time I interview Kylie and he talk about MVP, he's all, he always says, you know, MVP is a very one-dimensional fighter. 
and I can fight kind of both ways, you know, whether countering or going in. And I was watching the fights, and you know, it from his point of view anyway, it's true. I don't know about MVP's point of view. I think MVP is a can counter and he can attack as well. But Kylie can do the same, you know. Might he hasn't proven it to be at the level of Michael Van Beige. But he's a good, you know, Kylie's a good fighter. He hits with power when guys are coming in. He can go as well. He's, le- he's like lead left hook when he's attacking guys when maybe they think he's not trying to attack them when he's trying to wait for them to come in so he can counter them. I think that's a very, very good shot as well. Um, You know, we obviously we saw MVP knocked out in his last fight against a very higher, uh, a much higher caliber of fighter uh, than Richard Kylie has proven himself to be so far in Douglas Lima. Uh, and obviously he'd pick MVP. But look, to me... This yeah, is but like, be... yeah, no, if, if they made this fight before that Douglas Lima uh, knockout of, of Venom Page, I'd be like, oh, pretty much we're talking very slim chances here. Mm-hmm. Very, very slim. But that knockout, you know, it does add that little bit of... We've seen... I, I, Ngannou's recovered now, but we, we've seen how he looked in the fight back. We've seen other guys in the past when they when they get knocked out, they can't pull the trigger or they're never the same or they're not the same in their, the, the fight directly after. So that could be a component here, but... I just think MVP's going to be so long, and he's patient, and he he's more experienced, and I, I just I just see him getting the win here. I think if he needed to, he could take it to the ground as well, but I don't think he will need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I, I'd agree with you. I think MVP is a little bit faster. Um, he, you know, he's a very very tough matchup, and it's funny because we don't really see. They're a relatively similar style, you know, of kind of karate style. We don't see that style fighting against each other that much, where they're very open from both sides. It'll be interesting to see if someone can time the other person, if, the, you know, head kicks come into play and stuff like that. Um, but I think it'll be really fun. You know, everyone who listens to this podcast knows I'm a big fan of the, the MVP, Wonder Pie, karate type, type of style. So, And there's another couple of people actually yeah. on this card as well with the similar thing. So I think it's going to be a fun fight. You know, even if it's not a competitive fight, which I think most people are not expecting it to be, I think it'll be a fun fight anyway. So looking forward to it. It should be fun. Um, there's one fight as well. Okay, we're going to go through most of the card here, but one fight I have to pick out, right? And... Maybe it's not a fight, and this is kind of maybe my sleeper fight uh, of the night that I think is going to be going to be really fun. Um, Danny Nyland. The wooding. Oh, I thought you were going to say wooding. I'm going to say that as well. That's a good fight. As well. But Danny Nyland against Camila uh, Riverola. So I went back and watched some of Camila's fights, and she's two one and one. I think she's fighting out of Alexander Gustafson's gym. And we know Danny Nyland. You know she's been in the World Amateur Championships. He's you know one of the, the top women coming through uh, in Irish and making her debut here. This is going to be a fun fight because Camila, watch a couple of fights. She's a couple on YouTube if you haven't watched it. She's like a really good fighter. She's good take down the fence, good striking, hits hard. She goes forward. She reminds me of a little bit of um, a little bit of Jessica Andrade. She just goes forward and throws big shots. And watch a Danny Nyland's fight. You know she catches you, she pushes you against the fence, she throws big shots. I have a feeling this is going to be like a really fun fight for the first five minutes, anywhere, however long it goes, with the two of them just throwing big shots at each other. And maybe Danny Nyland getting caught a couple of times coming in and pushing her against the fence and trying to drag her down. It's one of the ones where you know, where obviously the Irish person, you could hear the crowd getting behind her and stuff. I just feel like that'll be, you know, I, f- I feel like that's the one you'd pick out uh, on, on the undercard. That'll be really good. What You were saying... Um, uh, uh, yeah, I think Wooding and Malambo. Obviously, um, Wooding's very, very good on the feet, and so is Malambo. He's very fast on the feet, and he, he's... He, they've, they've both fought some really tough guys earlier on in their career. They haven't taken easy roads, and 
and they both have some highlight finishes and I just think that's especially the first round is going to be really really good and it's going to be really interesting to see how it looks mm-hmm. interesting. Um, I think people underestimate Franz's uh, striking ability uh, obviously he was he was very very good at amateur and won the, the world championships and all that but you might look at his record and, and think um, maybe he's not that great but on the feed he's he's very good and very fast mm-hmm. and he's another one obviously that's... Wooding is, is the same yeah, he trained Wooding's with, a little more flashy uh, maybe he trained with Connor a lot as well didn't he Franz Malambo for yeah. the Mayweather fight and stuff so he's got a lot of striking in his, in his background we, you know we always talked about Paddy Hoolan kind of training with McGregor at the times and how much he improved before UFC Dublin and maybe Franz is a similar sort of thing, you know. He sometimes he gets caught and he goes for those guillotines, like you always, <laughs> you know, you always say and stuff. And if he got one there, <laughs> yeah, recently, I always snag so. him. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you know, there's a few other good fights as well. Obviously, Miles Jury against Vincent uh, Henderson. How how do you see that one going? Obviously, you know, Vincent Henderson is a is the type of guy. <sighs> yeah. He's a very tough matchup for everyone, isn't he? Yeah, I see him probably going through a decision and being very close, like a lot of Ben Henderson decisions. But I say he'll probably win the decision. But he leaves it. He leaves rounds very close sometimes, and sometimes in the past you feel like you could do a bit more to screw it around. But he, but he's happy in his in his mind that he's done enough, and he just kind of edges the rounds. But that's a risky business, you know. Uh, we've obviously the judging's got better over the years, but. Uh, I think Miles Jury is a good fighter, but I think he's just a little bit, a little level below Benson Henderson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe I, I, Miles lost two in a row now. Uh, I believe here, you know, Benson Henderson coming in. He's, I think he's on a three fight win streak at the moment after going something like two and two in Bellator when he when he signed on there at first. So uh, it's a tough one to pick. I think like if it if it stays on the feet for the whole time, Vince Anderson always makes it close on the feet, but I feel like Miles is a good, you know, he's a very good jab. He comes out, it's interesting to see as well how Miles fares, you know, coming over to Ireland, traveling. Vincent has traveled all around the world and fought differently. You know, Miles probably has too, but it's a first fight in Bellator as well, a little bit different. You know, Vincent struggled with that at the start when he went over as well, so maybe that's something that, you know, worth asking him as well at the media day this week, how he might fare with that, but I think it's going to be... Um, I don't know if it'll be a good fight, but I think it'll be a close fight and an interesting fight. And the type of fight, you know, we've been kind of crying out for in Irish MMA with these big names. You know, former UFC champion in, in Vincent Henderson. We've, I think if you've said a couple of years ago, we'd have Vincent Henderson on the card here. A lot of people would be happy. And, you know, I like Miles Jury as well. as a soft spot for him. So that should be, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, Ryan Scope against Peter Queeley. That's a big fight for Peter Queeley, isn't it, too? You know, he lost to... Um, he lost to uh, Miles Price there in his last fight at the last Bellator Dublin card. Um, you know, obviously a, a close decision in that one. I, I felt that Miles did enough, but, you know, it, it was a close one. But to get back on track here against Ryan Scope, who is a very, very good fighter, you know, people... I think people realised in his last couple of fights, you know, how good he actually was. Even, you know, losing to Patricky Pitbull um, in a close fight as well. It was a split decision loss, I think that one was as well. So, you know, this is a tough fight for Peter Queeley. And if he can come in here and beat Ryan Scope, it, it'd be a big win for him. But, you know... You know, I think I've probably favoured Ryan Scope to win a little bit, but good fight as well, isn't it? Should be. I think that'll be another close one. Yeah, Queeley's another guy who's in a lot of close fights, uh, a lot of close decisions. Um, he obviously, obviously, kind of needs a win here. Uh, the Miles Price one was. Uh, there was a lot of kind of beef behind that, and he definitely, he definitely won't like it. Kind of maybe a little bit harder to take than than a, a normal fight, losing a normal fight. So he'll be looking to go in there and prove a point. But obviously, as you say, his opponent uh, scope is is very very good as well. And uh, sometimes I think Queeley, like he, 
or just the way he reacts to to or the way he moves or shells up after after punches are thrown at him or he's he's connected with a little bit, it just makes it look worse than it is. And maybe that's a part of the reason why he seems to lose a lot of these close decisions or it ends up a draw and stuff like that. But uh, this will probably be another one that's going to be a really close fight. Um, yeah, but I think you'd have to probably you'd have probably have to lean in in favor of scope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Kiefer Crosby is fighting. He got his opponent changed as well. He's fighting Hugo Pereira, and I actually haven't had a chance to to look at him yet. I only saw that in the oh, last really? couple of days. So For- yeah, go on. Oh yeah. I, I didn't know that. I just literally heard that now. Yeah, yeah. So it only happened in the last couple of days as well, I think. So I, by the time the Q&A, hopefully I'll have a chance to, to listen to him. But good to see Kiefer Crosby back as well. Looking, looking forward to seeing him. Uh, Liam McCourt is fighting uh, Kerry Hughes. Watching a bit of Kerry Hughes. She's not the best fighter in the, in the world. You know, she's not a great athlete. Not that fast. Uh, I think Liam McCourt will probably just go across the cage, take her down and beat her up like she did in her last fight. And, you know, Leah's someone as well who had a good amateur background. You know, she's good jiu-jitsu and stuff as well. Very good takedowns and good on top. And, you know, maybe if the improvements in the striking come, she's working with Owen Roddy now as well and training, you know, she seems to be training non-stop training with Molly McCann as well. Um, you know, you there very well good improvements come from Leah over the next while. So, you know, looking forward to, to seeing how she gets on there as well. Uh, yeah, Costi's on the card as well. Uh, another SPG guy who's trained with Sparta Connor in the past, a, wrest- a wrestler, uh, Moldovan. Uh, I think he's, what is he, 2 0 now? And uh, he's fighting an Irish guy in, in Ian Coughlin, uh, who's 1 0 uh, with a win over uh, Mar- Magic Jarowski by Armbar and Clan Wars. Uh, it's obviously a good win, uh, so uh, that's, that'd be an interesting one. I'm interested to see how he does. He's obviously cost. He's early in his early in his pro career, but he's a he's a really strong wrestler, and oh, like a lot of these Moldovan guys are, and uh, wrestling can, can get you very far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred um, percent. The the fight, one of the fights I'm maybe most looking forward to, and this is Will Flory against Norbert Mavigny. You know, if anyone saw Norbert's last fight, he looked really good. You know, he's the son of like an Olympic wrestling. I, I don't want to say gold medalist, but he's an Olympic wrestler or something. And it's funny because the first fight I saw him, I think it was his last fight. It was the first time I saw him, and I was like, oh, this guy's a, the son of a wrestler. He's a real strong wrestler. And I was like, oh yeah, expecting you know seeing Habib or something coming out. And this guy comes out and he fights like fucking Wonder Boy, and his big karate stands strong, these these big kicks and jumping in. But he yeah. he uses his karate to come in and get and wrestles with it, which is such an odd <laughs> an odd thing to say. But it works for him, and he's a yeah. really his fun. opponents probably think that as well. Like you know, when there's little footage on it, probably think, oh, it's going to be wrestling me here, and all of a sudden. It's, it's it's not like obviously you make the assumption and he probably does have the wrestling to fall back on but uh it's a really good sign if, if you have the the striking developing that quickly as well mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. so that's like that's a tough tough matchup for will florian i think will florian is at the at the point in his career now where if he wins this fight he could be moving forward like because will has a few fights now and you know he's a lot of times when Will Flory fights, he takes guys down and he just dominates them on the ground. That's going to be tough to do against Norbert Novigny. He's a good striker as well. You know, Will got caught a few times in his last uh, matchup. And I know he's a guy he who talks very well and he talks about how he looks at his fights and he goes back and he tries to change things and improves an awful lot. And he talks, you know, very well about stuff like that. So it's interesting to see how different he comes out here, how he approaches this, what the game plan is against someone who is seems to be well-rounded, you know, a really good striker, really good uh, wrestler as well. So that's a very, very interesting fight. I think it's a tough fight for Will Flory, but he's the sort of guy who likes a challenge like that. You know, a lot of those, uh, you know, SPG guys, Irish guys, they, they have no problem fighting tough matchups. Whether it's, you know, I think Norbert Novini's only, what, 3-0, I think, or 4-0 or something like that. 
but it's a tough they're probably the toughest you know three and a four and all guy you can you could get in you know around europe at, at that weight class so that's that's going to be a, a tough fight and that's going yeah, to be yeah they have him down as three and oh at amateur three and oh at pro with all finishes uh so yeah, like you know, he's obviously uh, three and I was early in his career, but he's looking very good. And Will Flurry's obviously, uh, you know, been on the show a few times, and you kind of get from him that he doesn't really, he doesn't really give a fuck. He just wants to, he just wants to fight, and he's he's, he's a raw bastard, <laughs> as he mm-hmm. says. Um, so yeah, I see this really a really good fight. Like Will, maybe he's a bit wide with his punches and, and slow with his punches because they're so wide on the feet, but. It, He's, he's shown a bit of progression in, uh, recently, and obviously his, his ground game and his wrestling is very good as well. So uh, he probably would be looking to keep this one on the feet, I'd say, uh, early anyway to, to test it out. But you know, with, with guys that big, himself and his opponent swinging swinging that hard, like anybody could go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. I think this is this is one you, you, that you could could end quickly. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, Carol Moore is coming back here as well. His first fight since that Cage yeah. Warriors title fight a long time ago. He's fighting Lee Chadwick. He was on the verge of, of you know, do, replicating McGregor, what yeah. Connor did with, with two Cage Warriors titles. And there was a lot of talk of him going to the UFC. And that was a big loss. And obviously, it was, it was what, a year and a half ago now. So it'd be interesting to see how he looks. And he's coming in here against, you know, a good guy. You know, Lee Chadwick's very experienced. Was. He had 50, 40 fights. Sorry, 40 fights. Like, that's a lot of fights. Um, he, he obviously went, went to a decision with Fabian Edwards. Uh, what I can't remember which Bellator it was, but um, he, he's fought some good guys and he's beaten some good guys. So uh, yeah, it's not it's not it's not an easy matchup to come back to after a long layoff. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of um kind of guys from locally on on it as well fighting each other. Dylan Logan against Adam Gustav. You know, Dylan Logan. We saw him last time. He looked uh, very good on that last Bellator card. We've Richie Smuller, obviously, who saw him, the Ultimate Fighter against Limerick's on Sean Tobin. So that should be a fun fight as well. I think that's you know Sean Tobin has fought a lot of guys around there as well. And Richie Tobin, maybe the the you know the sleeper card on the fight as well. Phil Mulpeter against Keith McCabe. You know, Phil Mulpeter has been in some of the. Some wars around Irish MMA, I'm sure you'll, you'll be able to talk about them. But th- that fight against Keith McCabe, you know, Team Rhino, a, a typical Team Rhino guy who comes in and has a fucking scrap. Yeah, both, tough guys go for, both guys go for it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and Mopet has obviously been in, when he, when he fights guys uh, who go for it, and for example, uh, Team Rhino's uh, Donnelly, John Donnelly, one of the best fights in Irish MMA, uh, Battlezone years ago. Um Rich Gorey against Fum Up it another two guys who go for it. Like he, it has it, it has all the on paper anyway. It has all the ingredients for a, re, a war and a really good fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, really looking forward to that one. Uh, we mentioned um, we mentioned the Andy Nalen fight. We mentioned the Casty fight uh, against uh, Ian Gocklin, another good team. Rhino guy come through. Andy Andy Stevenson uh, interviewed him the other day. That's up on the Severe May, um, uh, YouTube. Ryan Roddy, we have he's coming back here as well. George Courtney against Kieran Clark should be fun. Blaine O'Driscoll is back again. You know, a lot of people like Blaine around because he's fighting J- Jacob Padley. And Ilias Bulliad is fighting Vitalich Maidbaroda. So I hadn't heard of Bulliad before. Maybe you know him. I, I said I said it to Pizzi and he's like, oh, he's this really good uh, kickboxing guy. As everyone knows, I have no interest in footboxing and stuff. But, you know, a big kickboxing guy, he's fighting, I think, a Mai Tai guy. That might be a good stand-up, <laughs> stand-up fight. Who knows? But I think both guys are making their MMA debut there, so... Look. That'll never beat the Taekwondo brothers. Yeah, the Taekwondo brothers. I was only talking to someone about that there the other day. That was fucking... That was mad shit altogether, but yeah. Overall, look, I'm looking forward to the card. Should be should be very fun. It's probably, you know, one of the best MMA cards in, in Irish MMA history. So, 
you know, it should be uh, should be very good, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and can't can't wait to be up there. And uh, if you see me in Wednesday or Friday or whatever, call to me, say hello, and uh, we'll have a bit of a chat and whatnot. And sure, look, these things happen anyway, right? So, uh, so people have been waiting and waiting before you start talking. Can you give your rating for the the main event of the UFC card? I can, I can. <laughs> it is one point three, which is officially the worst fight <laughs> since I've done I've done the ratings. Yeah, so like the the worst rating in uh, Irish MMA history. And if anyone's wondering, we just have to we problem with the microphone there, so we have to just switch Irish over. MMA history, or, uh, so MMA history in the nine ratings history. So you're you're back though, Graham. You sound good. Uh, what did you think of the stoppage? What did you think of the the? Fight what you meant itself? to say is since the, uh, they started, or what, what did they say since the records began? Since, since records, records began, began like three months ago, <laughs> it's it's the worst fight. So yeah. Uh, well, but what did you think of it? For like, I I have a, maybe a bit of a rant here coming, but go on. What did you think? Uh, it was just disappointing. I think, yeah, I think Bisping was probably right about the scratch of the eye, and I, I think it's just really unfortunate. Just, uh, I think they need to see to run it back. Uh, obviously, it's, when it's the main event, it, it kind of takes all the air out of the the crowd. The crowd definitely weren't happy. You could see that when they were throwing shit and mm-hmm. all that. It's disappointing, but this is MMA. These things happen. Like, yeah, we talked for ages about you know gloves and curving the hands so it's harder to for that to happen this one was kind of wasn't even a deep eye poke it was just kind of glancing by the look of it we didn't actually get that good of an angle on it yeah. that we could see it properly but uh, I, I like you know if I, if I think somebody's hamming it up I, I, I'll say but I've said it in the past but I, I don't think he was it, it would make no sense for someone to go in and fight 15 seconds and then take a no contest like you know he wasn't winning by disqualification or anything it just it makes no sense you know he definitely got scratch it was one you know it's funny because a scratch is different to a poke when you have a poke you, it's much easier to see it but when it's a scratch you know high definition is great never in 4k but you're not going to be able to see a, a little bit of a scratch like imagine just scratch your hand there like it's it's tough to see like it's it's tough to see look he definitely got scratch jeremy stevens is not the quitting type he just isn't you know he's okay he became a bit of a meme and stuff after the whole conor mcgregor thing but he is anyone who knows jeremy stevens has a lot of respect for him as a fighter you know outside of the octagon, whatever you want to say you know as, as a person whatever your opinion is but as a fighter he's definitely a, a tough bastard he takes lots of tough fights and there's i would have no doubt in my mind about saying he didn't quit here he got fucking scratched and that was it yeah he's, i could not like if charles Oliveira was doing that or yeah, like for yeah. example Congo. like i'd be like oh, i don't know about this but with jeremy stevens as you say he's fought a lot of times i've seen him fight many 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 times and he, he's never looked for a way out yeah and obviously look it was very unfortunate because of the crowd you know the crowd were disgraceful they shouldn't have acted that way and i maybe you know would have been a relatively new market to mma and stuff they and with it being against their own guy, they're not going to, you know, react well. But the way they cruised him with fucking popcorn and beer and drink, that was, you don't like seeing that. That was bullshit. Like, the guy got injured. He got put, it was fucking Yair Rodriguez that should have been doing that to anyone because he's the one who scratched the, the eye out of him. So, that was, I didn't like that. But you know, I'm, the main thing we need to talk about here is, is Herb Dean and his refereeing. And this is a weird thing, right? Because I think from the fight point of view, from what all the fans would want to see, what the fighter would want to see, what everyone would want to see. Herb Dean officiated this perfectly, you know, because we wanted to see this fight going on and Herb gave him time and he gave him all he could to allow the fight go back on, which is great for me, great for Yair Rodriguez. But it's not how these things are officiated. It's not what, what 
it's it, it's not what's in the rule book and it's how the rule book is normally officiated we see it week in week out not officiated like this so in the rule book the rule is for an illegal below like that you do not get five minutes to recover but the referee has five minutes at his discretion to allow the doctor to come in to check him over so if herb dean had said to the doctor you five minutes to check him over that would have been fine but what herb dean said was Oh, his eyes closed and he's twitching. Give him two minutes and it'll be back to normal. So when he said, give him two minutes, it'll be back to normal. Or, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said something like that. That is giving him time to recover. So you're not allowed to do that. The five minutes to recover is from a kick to the balls, a grind strike. So if you get a grind strike, you have five minutes. You can, if Herb says, you're ready to come back, you're allowed to ask Herb, how long have I left? You're three and a half minutes left. I'm going to take my three and a half minutes. If you get eye pokes, you do not have that three and a half minutes left to recover he can give time for the doctor to look you over he can give time at his discretion to do that but he you do not get time to recover which is what he gave now we saw it last week with todd duffy that that didn't happen this timer wasn't started could can you go no right the fight is over we saw it the week before we checked congo can you go no the fight is over straight away that's the rule that's how it's done always that's how it's officiated you can look at the rule book the rule book has different things in it there's, and it's it's tough to actually decipher that rule book i read through it and there's like three different paragraphs right on top of each other with different sort of rules which give the referees a little bit of an out which is fine and it's only fine because <laughs> rob hines i think is his name came out to rack romandi and said you know that's in the rule book herb officiated that perfectly which is a complete bullshit out that he used because this is not how it's ever officiated. How all the best ref- referees officiate it. And now, that's just that thing, right? In in the And you have to call that out. Because that's how it's wrongly officiated. Because the fight might have ended differently. Now, in the end, it didn't matter. Because the fight ended uh, with Jeremy Stevens with the eye poke anyway. So, it made absolutely no difference. But have no doubt about that. And don't listen to... Like... I, I spoke last week about MMA, how sometimes we're, you know, we're too soft on people and, we, you know, people agree away and, you know, whatever the narrative kind of is about being, you know, nice to people. And we can't do that. And we shouldn't listen to the bullshit from the referees, you know, the, the referees, trainer, whatever he is, saying that Herb did it the right way because he didn't do it the right way. And we, all you have to do, it's happened three times now in the last three weeks. Just look at the other two examples of the two guys who did it the right way and her, the way the different way Herb did it and the different way Herb did it to everyone who ever gets eye poked and it's a weird thing because I wanted him to do it that way <laughs> you know I was cheering him on like yeah go man Herb go man Herb but he didn't do it right he did it right for the fight he did it wrong for the rule book so there's that but anyway um uh, you know, I thought I might as well say that because I, I think it'll, it'll teach people as well you get you know five minutes no, I was the same I was thinking oh, this isn't right but I was like ah but yeah. it's okay I want to see this fight continue <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, sure look <laughs> these things do happen but anyway um, you know 15 seconds there isn't really much to, to talk about you know run it back let, let's see it let's see uh, let's see how it goes um, the comment event in was Carla Esparza versus uh, Alexa Grasso Um and how did you score that actually i i i wasn't you know it was one of those fights where it's like half three in the morning and you know it's tough to watch so i went back and i watched it this morning um and i think asparza won the first two rounds um and i think grasso obviously won the third but i thought the third was a 10-8 
And I think it was because she almost knocked her out. She fucking burst her arm open. <laughs> she probably broke her arm submitting her. Carla did get on top, but Grasso landed the shots on top. So I think that's a 10-8. I really do. She almost finished the fight twice with a submission, with um, with, with punches. Dominated the rest of the round, really. Uh, so that's to me, that's a 10-8. So it should have been a draw. How did you score it? I actually thought the thought the first round was really close. Uh, I I didn't go back and watch it, but at the end of the round, I didn't know who'd won the round, so I, I had to go back and watch it. But I I thought it was razor close, and uh, I was thinking about a ten eight as well. But I just I I, I just thought uh, sometimes when I'm when I'm thinking about how I'm scored, I'm like I I, have to, I factor in like just subconsciously or as part of it, I factor in well, what the judges are going to do. Mm-hmm. I know you probably shouldn't do that, but at the time, I thought oh, they're not going to give a ten eight here. Uh, so I didn't. I, I but thinking about it now and what you were saying, I actually think it probably should have been a ten eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I. But at the time, I was kind of like, ah, oh, they're not going to give a ten eight there. So I didn't give a ten eight in my in my in my mind just when I was like deciding who I thought was going to win before the decision came out. Mm. To be honest, uh, yeah, I agree with that. I think look a ten nine isn't the worst score ever. I think it was a ten eight if you're scoring it correctly. But I think the first two rounds were perfectly scored by him. Like in the old rules, it's definitely not a ten eight. But in the new rules, yeah, it probably is. Yeah, I think it is. The, like the first two rounds, it's funny because sometimes, you know, we go into the fights with the expectations that Alexa Grasso is probably going to win that standing up. You know, she's probably if it, if it turns into a striking match, she's probably going to win it. But the reality in those first two rounds is she wasn't winning it. You know, I think if people go back and maybe watch it again, um. Um, uh, Esparza was landing the bigger shots. She was landing the hard shots. She was she was beating her to the punch a lot of the time, and she definitely landed. There was a, the second round. There was one stage where they uh, Grasso landed a huge shot, or was it for? No, I think it was the second round. Grasso landed a huge shot, and you're thinking, "Oh fuck, she's going to win this round." But then uh, Esparza landed a huge shot, like seconds after it, and they kind of evened each other out. And Grasso or um, Esparza was winning the rest of the round. So I think you know, I think the the fight was. You know, twenty nine, twenty eight. It's not not a bad score, but I think I think a draw was a fair result there. To be honest, I think um, you know, I I think it's it's actually a good fight. I think for judges maybe to learn with um because I, I think that ten eight it should have been scored at ten eight in the in the third and the first two or um or ten nine. Uh, but however, and what about the fight that actually was ruled a draw? Uh, the Brandon Moreno ask Askrav. Yeah. You, how, how I haven't gone back and watched that one yet. Did you think it was a draw or what? Oh, I thought Moreno had, had pretty clearly won it, but I haven't gone back and watched it either. But uh, I, I was very surprised. Uh, obviously, there was some sticky moments in there, and the rounds weren't super clear. But yeah, I thought he, I thought he won. I thought he won the fight, twenty nine, twenty eight. But uh, I thought obviously I have to go back and watch it. It was very close. Yeah, he like Askarov got on top a lot, but I think Moreno was doing a good job of um, of getting just being, yeah. yeah, just getting yeah. out and getting out bits of Camoras and stuff and getting on top of him and. You know, I'd have to watch it back totally again. I, I haven't. I, I don't know what really what my score is in that. I suppose I should have done it, but yeah, look, it was a good fight anyway. That was an exciting fight. Um, Irina Aldana looked looked good again. She beat uh, Vanessa Mello in a uh, you know unanimous decision. There, she kind of dominated her. So, you know, it's it was a weird night for Mexico, wasn't it? The way the main event ended, the Alexa Grasso fight. Obviously, they weren't too happy about that. Uh, the Irina Irina Aldana fight was a you know good win, a good fight for her. And what about the that Stephen Peterson spinning back with KO that. That's one of the best That's UFC beautiful. knockouts this year. When it, he, if it's like we're I always <laughs> love the spinning back fist knockout. They're always just yeah. so good. And the best it thing about it, so nice. the best thing about it was your man threw uh, Martin Bravo threw a spinning back fist first, and he countered the spinning back fist with a spinning back fist and just knocked him clean out of fucking. 
Brilliant. <laughs> Love a bit of that, but uh, yeah, that was, was really good. Um, then we had uh, Quinones, uh, he beat uh, Hussein, I believe his name is, uh, Marco Polo Reyes uh, against Kyle Nelson. That was a, a, a Jason Herzog standing stoppage. And again, yet again, we didn't have Jason Herzog in the main event. Uh, and uh, yet again, we had another refereeing fuck up in the main event, which just keeps happening. Week in and week out, and you know, I keep talking about it, but sure, they don't seem to be changing anything. Um, Angela Hill got uh, was very dominant. She was probably the best uh, best performance of her career I've seen so far, and she got the stoppage with a huge elbow. Who cut the you know she cut the eye of her opponent open. That was a, a really good elbow, a good finish. Uh, Tyson Nam and Sergio Pettis. Pettis was just a little bit faster than him, wasn't he? You know, Nam was trying to b- land that big knockout blow, but that flyweight, that's a tough thing to do. And Sergio Pettis was a little bit faster, a little bit more technical, and he managed to avoid all the big shots of, of Nam. But, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing Nam again. Maybe a little bit of a, a lower-down opponent and build himself back up. He could, you know, he could be someone... I know he's older now and stuff, and maybe it's a little bit past his time, but, you know, Tyson Nam, I think, probably has a few knockouts in him with maybe a little bit lower down in, in the flyweight division. And... Paul Craig, my boy Paul Craig, gone in here submitting a guy who pulls guard and tries to yeah, use jiu-jitsu nearly, as a player. Nearly had him knock, knocked out and sunk into submission. I, I always like that kind of combination where yeah, you, maybe you could, you could land the punches and, and TKO him, but the, the smarter move is to take the, the, the back when it's open and sink in the choke when that's your speciality. So very smart there as well. What do you think it's of... Easy, uh, just flurry what do you think and of... just throw a lot of punches and maybe if it doesn't work out then you're tired. So I, took, I think that was... a. Yeah, was good. Very good finish. What do you think of Vinicius Mohair going in pulling guard, trying to use Jiu Jitsu as a plan A, and then getting uh, almost knocked out and submitted? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. when you pull guard and it doesn't work, it looks terrible. Yeah, Jiu Jitsu doesn't work. Sure. And fair play to Paul Craig. Paul Craig has eight UFC fights now. And all eight to finish inside the distance, all four wins by submission. So he's proven me wrong a little bit with Jiu-Jitsu not working. But when you pull guard against him, a guy like that who's well able to submit you, it's probably a stupid thing to do. So You need to abandon ship on that, that Jiu-Jitsu not working thing. No, I don't. I'm, I fully Just pretend like it never happened and I'm move fully, on. I'm fully, fully behind that. Um, then uh, Sajara Eubanks versus uh, Betch Cohea. I thought the first one was a 10-8 to Eubanks. I thought Betch won the third, and the th- or the second, sorry, and the third was very, very close. Um, I thought Eubanks maybe had just won it. Um, although you know the the score score line line for Betchko here wasn't too bad either. It was close to the ten eight as well in the fourth. But um, to me, this this was one of those fights where you know don't even hand the judges type of fights in, and you know maybe not that clearly. But Jerry Eubanks was took Betchkoya down a couple of times. I came to the third round and she looked to be tiring a little bit and, you know, or sorry, the second round, she looked to be tiring a little bit and Betch was landing some good strikes and Sajara just wasn't going for takedowns. I was like, okay, she's Mark Henry in her corner and maybe that's the reason why she's not going for takedowns because he's very much a striking coach. <laughs> oh, okay, I didn't mean that. <laughs> I didn't mean that that way, but you know what I mean? He's a striking coach and she says her striking has improved under Mark Henry and all that. Um, but maybe that's why she wasn't going for uh, going for takedowns and stuff. But you know, I just yeah. thought that was. Bad. I actually thought this one should have been a draw. Uh, it should have been the was one draw, and there possibly yeah. should have been another couple yeah, draws, was, which is strange. Definitely close to being a but draw. But yeah, I thought the the first round was was ten eight. It was close to being a ten nine, but I think it was a ten eight. And then I thought Kohea won the next two. So yeah, draw. and in the the Pules Mariano fight, takedowns all all through the fight for uh, Pules and that terrible ref standing the fight up. But sure, look, these things happen. Um, right, next week's card sees uh, it's uh, in Europe as well. So we have uh, Jack Hermanson t- taking on Jared Cannonier. There's another Beltor card as well, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, Jack Hermanson versus Jared Cannonier, two strong, athletic, hard hitting guys. 
this should be a fun fight, shouldn't it? It'll be fun. Very good. Yeah, and like Jack Jack Manson's like really, you know, he's really proved himself recently. Obviously, he had that that Jago Santos loss in the first round, but since then, like Jago Lita has finished him. Like that's a Tally's lady, so mm-hmm. it's a that's a that's a very impressive win. David Branch uh, choking him, at, uh, guillotining him in the first round, and obviously Jackare, like uh, that's a huge, huge win for him. Uh, um, big upset there and uh, it's probably a step down fighting Jared Cantonier but it's still, a, it's still not an easy fight mm-hmm. definitely not an easy fight like uh, uh, I think Jack Manson's a bit underrated but I think so is Jared Cantonier like he's obviously coming off a win over David Branch as well and <laughs> Anderson Silva the, the, the knee injury yeah. but you know uh, he's a tough guy as well but I do see uh, I do see Jack Manson just having too much so is uh is that Jared Cantonier any relation to Jared Cannonier? Yeah, he's he's Cannonier's uh, evil twin. <laughs> he changed the name just to throw people off the scent. He's first cousin, I said. Uh, yeah, look a good fight. I I think Jack Hermanson will win, but Cannonier is a tough matchup for him. You know, I, my boy Jack Hermanson, I've been a big a fan of his for a long time. I I picked him to beat <laughs> Jack Array. I I knew it. I I've believed in in Jack Hermanson, Team Sheehan all the way. Um, <laughs> in the in the comment event, we've Mark Madsen taking on Danilo Beluardo, and I you know. Mark, uh, I was looking at Mark Madsen there before. He's um, I think he's eight no nine no the Olympic silver oh, medalist. The event. Yeah, I don't know. Is that the government? It's here on Wikipedia. I think Gunnar Nelson and Gilbert. Oh yeah, Burns, is it? So. Okay, Wikipedia's probably wrong, but that's why he's on the card. Yeah, Gilbert Burns versus uh, Gunnar Nelson. That uh, jiu jitsu. That's an interesting one. Yeah, yeah two very high level jiu jitsu guys. Um, obviously, uh, Gunnar Nelson. <laughs> Yeah, there was, there was a lot of high hopes for him and he kind of dropped off the radar. Maybe his problem is he's a little bit passive, but if if it goes to jiu-jitsu, which it probably will, like both guys, both guys are, are probably very confident in jiu-jitsu, so I'm very interested to see how this looks. Obviously, um, Gunnar Nelson and Damian Maya, uh, Gunnar, Gunnar Nelson got dominated from most of the fight, but he did have a couple of reversals and showed some very good things against against Demi Maya in, in tiny moments and he, he won't be afraid to go to the ground so yeah I, I see this one probably hitting the ground and I, I see it being being very technical and very interesting but uh, I, I think if it, uh, on the feet Gunnar Nelson is probably a little bit better so it, it's a tough one to call but I, I'd go for Gunnar Nelson yeah look it's, it's, be, it's always hard when to, to call when these, got, these guys on the ground like when they don't really have many common opponents and things like that like so Short notice it's, as it's well a, for Gilbert Burns. Be tough, you yeah. know, getting down to that weight. He's a big guy as well for the weight, so you know. I'm hoping he's very interesting. How it looks? Yeah, should be fun. Um, Ion Kutalaba against Khalil Roundtree as well. That's a that's a good fight. You know, Khalil has improved an awful lot over the last while, and Kutalaba is a hard hitting fucking animal. You know, he's the whole dresses up as the Hulk, and he looks like that as well. Uh, so that's you know that should be uh, that should be fun. Ovan Sampru against uh, Mikhail Olishnik. Pronounced perfectly there. Sure, let's let's see that. Alex uh, Alex Oliveira taking on Nicholas Salvi, you know, the Cage Warriors. Yeah, back in the UFC, yeah. Almost Cage Warriors champion. Um with that insane slippery fight that he had uh a couple of uh, a couple of months ago. So, you know, looking forward to seeing him back and yeah. seeing what he can do against uh, Alex uh, Oliveira. What about Jack Hazy and Lando Vernada though? Yeah, that should be fun. I was fun to see uh, Oh Jake Oh fuck. I didn't even realise that was oh Jesus, I love that car that fight. How's that that's like the second <laughs> fight from the fucking hell. Madness. How was no, that? That's so a great fight. Uh, what? A, what? A, like that's both guys are probably gonna gonna strike, and both guys are, are you know, uh, Lando Van Lando is obviously a bit crazy, and mm-hmm. maybe his record doesn't look the best, but you see, you see him in there on short notice against Tony Ferguson a couple of years ago, and mm-hmm. you see how dangerous he can be, and he has some highlight reel 
knockouts. He's a dangerous guy, but so so is Jacques. He's some highlight real knockouts as well. I think this is this this is going to be really good. It's going to be a it's going to, it's going to be a war on the feet. I think if Jacques wants to mix it up and take him take him to the ground, he'd probably be able to as well if he chooses his moments right. But uh, yeah, I see this taking place mostly on the feet and being a really really good exciting fight. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, Macy Choice on Leon Landsberg as well shouldn't be a, a bad fight. Jack Shore is on this card as well. You know, we've seen him in Cage where he's a really really good fighter, so that that should be definitely fun. Uh, Sayer Bahadurzada is always you know good to watch as well. Uh, John Phillips fighting out of SVG. You know, this is a, maybe his last chance saloon in the UFC after a few losses. He's fighting Alan uh, Amadovsky. Uh, so, yeah, you know, not not a bad card at all. Big weekend for European MMA, obviously, you know, with, with this card and the Bellator card uh, in Dublin. So let's see uh, let's see how it goes. And um, the other Bellator card then uh, next weekend uh, on September 28th, if I have my dates right, I do. Um, Patricio Pitbull against uh, Juan Arculeta. Um, should be a good fight. Leona Machida, Gegard Musasi, very good fight. Georgie Carcanyon, AJ McKee, Darian Caldwell, Henry Corrales, Daniel Veitchel, Saul Rogers. That's that's a pretty good main card, isn't it? Right there, Graham. Which one? Which of those fights would you uh, you pick out as being uh, maybe your favorite one? Probably, the, probably the Pitbull fight. But yeah, there is some some good fights on the card. Like, uh, there's a lot of good fights this weekend. There's a lot of MMA to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good. Uh, obviously, there's uh, like uh, a lot of Irish guys fighting, which which we don't get to see that often anymore uh, compared to a couple of years ago. So it's uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of fights to watch for MMA fans this weekend. You'll probably be need a break after this. <laughs> yeah, Irish MMA fans. I need a break for it even starts. But yeah, look, that that card is going to be really good. Uh, Gegard Mousasi, I suppose, uh, and uh, and Leona Machida. That's maybe the fight we'd all, we'd all be talking about, and maybe a fight we thought we'd see for the the Bellator Championship. Obviously, uh, Mousasi lost to Rafael Lovato in a very very close fight. Um, and it's funny as Antonio well, like, Pitbull. Yeah. How do you how do you rate Pitbull? Why? Like if you, if you if he was to go into the UFC or both the Pitbull brothers even like if they were going to the UFC how what what's their level? Um, I feel like a Marlon Moraes sort of level maybe maybe a little bit below like very funny. I think Morris would, yeah, would, would, would would be would be better than both of them. Yeah, yeah, I look. They're so stacked in those, those divisions. It's 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 tough to, to come yeah. across. But you, sometimes you think these guys are WEC guys, for example, in the past, or oh, they're not as good as the UFC guys, and then they go in and win titles so you never really know until it happens I'd like to see at some stage before it's too late one, the pitfalls or one of the pitfalls in in the UFC yeah so so would I um, what about who do you think fancy in Machida Musasi I find it hard to pick that one <sighs> yeah I'd probably go Musasi but Musasi it's hard to pick him because some of his fights he's I don't know he can be passive so I think I think he's kind of he, he, Machida's kind of past it so I think maybe both of them are past their prime a little bit but Musashi's more in his prime I think than, than Machida and that might win it for him mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I agree with you I think I'd pick Musashi what, what about um, AJ McKee and Antonio McKee father and son both on the, both on the same card this weekend the, the father on uh, fighting William Serpiai on the, on the undercard so that's I don't know has that ever happened before in MMA that's pretty I, much I don't know but I, I, that was kind of weird gimmicks don't really you know they don't I don't get excited about anything. Yeah, yeah. So look, let's see. Uh, let's see what happens in here. Um, all right, a couple of more things here before we go. Did you manage to watch that um, Jorge Masvidal Nate Diaz press conference during the week? No, I didn't see it. I just saw a few quotes from it. Yeah, so you're probably better off to be honest. Nothing really happened. There was like Ariel was there, and um, 
oh what's his name do you know I can't remember his name veteran New York MMA journalist Mark 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 something was there as well and they asked two good questions but other than that there was just like Facebook page guys there asking questions it was just a terrible press conference nothing happened it, you know I suppose this doesn't need it to sell the fight because everyone wants to watch this fight anyway but you know you're going, trying to build the anticipation even guys like me who love watching fighting so if I want the anticipation built I want fun you know talk coming up there no not necessarily just shit talk but you know something entertaining maybe a little bit about I know this has gone out of the way now, maybe far away from what people would would ever ask. But what about tactics of the fight? You know, something like that, maybe. You know, could we get a question like that? No, but yeah, it's just boring and terrible, and it did nothing for this fight. You know, it might have stopped people from buying it actually if they'd watched it. So, very odd one, uh, and and not great at all. Um, Steeper versus DC three, another thing. You are you happy with that fight happening? Now it obviously isn't official yet, but yeah, it looks like it's going to happen. Yeah, I I think it makes sense. Like it's it's one on one, Daniel Cormier talking like he hasn't got much time left uh there's no other real obvious one they like you could make arguments for other people but i think daniel cormier is probably the biggest draw out of the the options yeah yeah i, I agree and it's looks the fight needs to happen as well i think you know they're one one they beat each other once dc was winning that fight until steep came back and beat him and you know uh, trilogies are great when it's one and one at, at the top so I, I have no problem with that i said it straight away after they should make that fight and i, I still think it you know dc is never going to retire at this point in his career i don't think um you know maybe if he loses maybe he will then because i think the jones fight is gone and the brock fight is gone but um you know i think this it could be his very last fight it could really be his last fight this time i never believed it before but if he loses it could be so that that adds an extra bit of spice to it um rashad evans talk uh he's been he's gone from the ufc anyway i, I, I forget you know uh, greg uh greg what's his name brett akamoto tra- uh, tweeted a different couple of things but he's gone from the ufc anyway probably gonna go to bellator Do you, are you happy to see rashad fight again he's no but like it's not it's not unexpected it's just no. the way it goes always goes in mma yeah, it's it's unfortunate, and you know we've talked about it so many times. But it's unfortunate that MMA and someone who was a UFC champion and someone who fought in a lot of main events and probably made a, you know, a, a relatively, you know, good bit of money down through the years, is here. You know, and it's it's a sad set of affairs, really, in MMA. That people like this, you know, can't retire and just like leave it and go and do something else. It's something needs to be done about that. Maybe maybe the UFC, you know, they've got a lot of things with this performance institute and you know li- different bits of healthcare and stuff like that, and you know the the Reebok deal and trying to make the sport more official and more proper and so. Maybe they need to find some sort of you know put a pulling million quid into uh, you know a retirement, maybe not money or anything like that, but a retirement plan, something for people to do something to help them out. You know whether it's fairy tales. Uh, what do you mean? What's that about? It's never going to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, they could do it. I, I, like, I think it'd be a good bit of PR for them. Probably wouldn't cost them that much. You know, have someone at the PI that can give people advice and what to do next and stuff. But oh, I don't know. Maybe not. Um, and in the last thing here, Dana White seems to have um, seems to have um, softened a bit on making GSP versus Habib. Do you feel like that fight's going to happen now? Uh, um, my gut says probably not. Really? Probably won't happen. I don't know. Is anybody really that interested in it? Mm-hmm. Is anyone? Um, yeah, I think it is. I think it's a big fight. Like, it, uh, you know, it'd be a huge fight. You know, if McGregor is obviously around, he's a big fight. Habib seems to be a draw now. You know, uh, GSP is obviously one of the biggest draws in the history of the UFC. There isn't that many draws around. Like, you know, add John Jones to him, and that's probably it. Like, 
uh, with Cyborg on especially. So I think they'd be happy to make a big fight. They'd be happy to make the McGregor um, the Khabib fight. They'd be happy to make McGregor GSP. You know, they'd be happy to make all these big fights. I'm sure. Um, and I suppose it makes sense in that way. That it leads it leads to a lot of options, more options. But yeah, um, I don't know. It doesn't excite me. Like maybe it should. I don't know why. Yeah. I I don't think it would either. Maybe you know GSP in his prime versus Habib in his prime would be great, but I don't think GSP is in his prime anymore. So, um, there you go. All right. Uh, actually, um, SBG is opening a new gym today. Have you been opening it yet, or did you get invited to the the opening there? Um, yeah, I was up there uh, a few days ago. Yeah, it's, it looks nice. It's uh, it's it's big. Obviously, it's it's, it's close. It's very close to where it was before. So yeah, yeah. Uh, um, like. I don't know how much, how much, um, how much bigger it is. I, I, I'd have to take a, a proper look around, but it obviously needed to be bigger because the the last one in Concord was just packed full of people all the time. Uh, uh, wouldn't be surprised if they need a bigger facility again soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I surprised. Uh, I surprised you were there. Now none of the Irish MMA media seem to get uh, an invite up to that up to that today. But I don't know why. But sure, look, these things happen in MMA anyway. And we, we'll we'll see them all next week above the running. But sure. Um, all right, are you? You're That's not. Sean got pissy because he didn't get the all invite. <laughs> Fuck's sake! Are you? Uh, you're not even going ahead to Bellator next week, are you? Fuck's sake! Uh, I'm not sure about no. Uh, did it, uh, yeah, there's not enough credentials to go around, so. Uh, yeah, right. sure. Say, oh, I'm. You, you'll get one anyway. You have nefarious means. I'm sure I'll get one. Buy a ticket. <laughs> nefarious. <laughs> we actually, well, probably, we could probably get some more. So we're short. I'm doing for short dog as well. I have an article coming out in short dog this week as well. So if anyone give that a read, so there you go. I'm sure we could get we could get a credential from somewhere anyway. Sure, we'd be grand to toddle away up. You're going very bad for the old MMA. Never liked you anyway, but um, yeah, I feel like we're gonna have loads of stuff out this week anyway. I'll, as I said, I'll be up in Dublin on Wednesday, coming back down Wednesday night, back up Friday, staying Wednesday Friday. So if anyone sees me around, give me a shout. Sign up Patreon, Patreon.com forward slash Severe My Podcast. If you haven't um, subscribed yet to our YouTube, please do Severe Art on YouTube. So if I, sir, uh, subscribe to the podcast as well if you haven't just on the, the free normal podcast. Um, and uh, follow me at Sean NBA. follow Graham at Severe Andy Stevenson's going to be there as well follow him Andy ST123 Patrick's going to be there taking photos Pat Sheehan MMA I think he is on Twitter now um, so yeah there you go and any last words to say Graham it's getting very dark here and I've no light on Champions it, so. of Europe we're never going to stop congratulations on winning the league as well so well done to you I'm happy yeah, it was a terrible result in the Champions League. Terrible penalty given, but you know these things happen sometimes in oh, football. Yeah. Even when you have uh, VAR and you can clearly see. What, what about uh, that today? Though? Like I know I win for Liverpool now, but that's ridiculous the way they give that. No, he's, like, straight away, straight away, I, I thought that was offside, and it was actually a lot closer than than I thought it was. Oh yeah, but, but uh, how many players away was it from the goal being scored? Like it was like three, four players away from the goal being scored. Like how? But how you know, when you, you can't it? discourage the keeper from making a save in a dangerous situation, the ball being, you know what I mean? It's offside. It's offside. Like you, you can't. As like, Graham Junior said, and you call me Graham Junior, you can't be a little bit pregnant. Either you're pregnant <laughs> or you're not, and you're offside or you're not. Yeah, but you can be offside. Uh, see, I tied that back in the grain to the nest there. That's a no, 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 no. Nice little bundle. No, how, how, like, how many phases of player are we going to let this? You know, should we go back to like if there's a goal, a goal scored in the 16th minute, should we go back to like the 13th minute for a foul and the other in the pitch, or you know, 
how how is this going to work? I I don't understand. Well, it wasn't like that. I don't think it was like that. Like it, it was, was at a, least three phases. It was a few like, seconds. Oh, it was like three phases of play. The, a, a Liverpool, a, two both teams touched the ball and everything. It was farcical, like to me. Well, there's no definite. These are definitions of phase of play in the rule book. I, I don't. I don't think there uh, is. To be honest, I went to, and I tried to look up the rule book, and you can't find it. Like the MMA yeah. rule book, I went to look it up last night. I found it in ten seconds. You can't find the the, the VAR, FA, FIFA anywhere. Like it's just it doesn't. I can't find it. Someone might send it to me, but I couldn't find it. So, these uh, fucking rules are a joke. But anyway, there's that. Anyway, right, everyone. Thanks very much for listening. I, I'm sure. I feel like we're forgetting forgetting something really important, but I don't know. Bellator, big card. I have the Q and A out anyway, so if I forget anything. It's it's going to be free on YouTube this week. So if I'm forgetting anything, send it to me, and uh, we can talk about it there. But um, right, all that's left to do is the inspirational quote of the week. Don't look backwards. You're not going that way. We'll see you next Tuesday. Or Sunday or Monday. Actually, it'll probably be like Monday next week because I'll be above in Dublin. So, yeah, we'll see you then. Good luck.